Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Courtney Fogel. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, on tonight's episode I have a guest from Priority Health. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Lindsay Rodimer. I'm Content Marketing Manager on the PR and Corporate Communications team at Priority Health, and I'm a proud GVSU grad times two. Awesome. So what did you get your degree in here? Sure. So undergrad, um, I got my degree in broadcast journalism and a double major in Spanish. Oh, wow. I wanted to travel the world. That never happened. (laughs) Settled down here in West Michigan. Um, And my master's is a Master of Science in Communications, which was amazing, and I'm so glad I did it. Cool. So what led you into healthcare communications? Yes. So healthcare um, has always been a passion of mine. I actually, because I have my undergraduate degree in broadcast journalism, I started as a TV reporter and producer. Oh, and it was always the, the stories that I gravitated toward were healthcare stories. It was my favorite beat. I started mm-hmm. um, a healthcare segment when I worked for Fox 17 cool. News in town. And I just was always most fascinated with healthcare. I think because it's so complex, mm-hmm. it's always changing, um, and it's, it's life-changing. I mean, talk about a mission. There's no more powerful mission than human lives impacted, yeah. right? Um, And so I knew when I was um, looking to leave uh, the TV world and settle down into a better schedule, quite frankly. I was working (laughs) two to midnight. Oh, Um, I was working every holiday and weekend and um, freezing cold, reporting live out in the snow. I knew it was time after about um, four, a little over four years in TV news that I was ready to settle down. And of course, the next transition was natural to me was PR because I could still use all of those skills mm-hmm. um, on behalf of an organization or at an agency. I never actually worked at an agency, which is interesting in all of my 15 years. Um, but I really wanted to get into healthcare. It's hard to um, break into healthcare from, I think, TV news. So I worked at some nonprofits um, and then I ended up at my first job in healthcare was at Bronson in Kalamazoo. That's a health system in Kalamazoo. Okay. And it was an amazing experience. And once I worked there, I was hooked. So I've been in, in it ever since. Wow, okay. So you kind of always liked healthcare and wanted to go into it from the beginning? Yep, my husband um, is a clinician. So he um, is a certified genetic counselor. So he works in medical genetics. Oh. And as soon as I met him, we've been together 12 years now. It's just as something that's part of our lives. It's in our home. It's what we talk mm-hmm. about. Um, and it just, I knew it was, it was the focus that I wanted to do. And it took a while to get there, but now that I'm there, it was definitely the right move for me. Um, by nature, I'm a storyteller, I'm a writer, I'm a researcher, right? So there's no other industry, in my opinion, that you can have just so many stories to tell that are emotional and powerful and impactful. And, Mm -hmm. um, mission is always important to me. And I think, um... I just, I mean, you talk about saving lives, changing lives, improving lives, um, and there is never a dull moment. It's always changing. Cool, cool. So how does healthcare PR, or does it in general, does it differ from other aspects of PR? So much so. Is it it a little more strict? You know, it's not necessarily... 
it is strict. There's obviously patient privacy in HIPAA, which it's interesting because when I was in TV news, HIPAA was a new thing. I remember when I went for, through my very first HIPAA training as a reporter, mm-hmm. um, Spectrum, I think it was Spectrum at the time, brought us in and did a training because of this new law and what it was going to mean for how we reported on things. Previous to HIPAA, I could call, as a TV reporter working on a story, I could call a hospital unit where I knew a patient was. Wow. And a nurse would just give me all kinds of details. That's crazy. I mean, that was a different time, right? Yeah. Like, you could hear commotion in the background, and I could get up to the minute, you know, information. Post-HIPAA, it's a completely different story, right? You, They had to have consent forms signed, and... Um, Sometimes you would you would get very basic conditions from the hospital, if anything at all. So it was interesting to be on that side of things. And now working in healthcare, I understand the importance of it. Um, there's definitely you know there's definitely a lot more I would say um, approval processes. It moves slower. Okay. However, the work is incredibly impactful, mm-hmm. and I'm always amazed at how much people will actually share. So. I've been on the social media, the content, and the PR side of healthcare, and it's fascinating to me. There's no shortage of stories to share. Um, what people will share because they feel like it will inspire and help others, it's amazing to me. So wow. I think it, it, yes, it's a very different. So I've worked in publishing, I've worked in consumer goods, PR, a little bit here and there, and nonprofit. And healthcare is different, but I like it better because. Um, those moments of those stories that you get to tell are so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. I've often said I could never work in like banking or automotive. I'm just not, those products, right. those services are not particularly fascinating to me. So it's hard to get passionate about that. Mm-hmm. Some people, they love it, right? Like that's for them. They love cars, they love money, whatever. For me, everywhere I've worked, if you look at my history, my career history has always been mission driven. It's been about human lives and the impact on human beings and that's wow, what healthcare yeah. is. I mean if you think about it, health impacts everything you do. Mm-hmm. And everyone you know has an experience. So right. you you literally reach all audiences and that's that's what I love about it. So does storytelling play a big role in the content oh that you create? So much so. <laughs> so much so. And I think, you know, I think good content at the end of the day is always about telling a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with, I manage a very talented team of writers and content experts and we're of the philosophy of Google that the best content educates but it entertains and inspires. Mm-hmm. That's like the perfect trifecta of yeah. great content, right? And you don't necessarily have to have that, you know, I mean you can find that in the music industry and you can find that in consumer goods and you can find it in any industry tech. Um, but with healthcare, what I love about it is it doesn't matter how much money someone makes or their status. At the end of the day, like these stories of lives changed through things like losing weight or, you know, having a life-saving procedure, it's an equalizer. And I love I love that aspect of the storytelling that we get to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can really, and people are passionate when they've overcome something and they can't wait to share that. Um, and I saw, I was really nervous when I joined Priority Health being, it's still healthcare, but it's the insurance side. And right. I thought, oh, this is going to be, you know, more about benefits and coverage, and it's going to be all numbers, and there won't be um, as much storytelling as, as I experienced when I was at Mercy Health for six years on the delivery side, mm-hmm. um, the hospital and the doctor's offices. But what's fascinating to me is insurance is something that everybody um, – you know, you have to have it, right, in right. some form. 
um, with the ACA especially, but when people have the coverage that they need to get the care they need, there's still incredibly inspiring stories. So um, our most recent ad campaign was called Reasons, mm-hmm. and it um, talks about how we have 996,000 reasons for what we do at Priority Health, meaning those are the number of members that we serve, those are the Aww. lives we touch. So even our, our brand campaign was a storytelling campaign. Okay. And it featured real members, not models, mm-hmm. not actors and actresses, but real people and their stories and how just being an insurance company, we had an impact on their life. And that's that's a campaign that I've really loved to wow. work on. Wow, so. that's interesting. It That kind of reminds me of almost the opposite with... Um, like pharmaceutical companies and those commercials that they have mm-hmm. where it's always kind of very cheesy lifestyle and, happy yes. they're like in a canoe outside yes yep. or like they, they, <laughs> the pain in their back and then it turns orange and that's a highlight where the pain is and uh-huh. it seems very fake but then this other aspect of healthcare PR where the stories are so they're so real and right. raw right and there was a lot of work that was done behind that too you know, we wanted to find a nice diverse mix of members to show how many different people we serve of all ages and stages of life. Um, and you know, you're always scared, like not everyone's comfortable sharing those stories, mm-hmm. but we were amazed again at how many people came forward and um, were willing to share their stories and stories about their children and mm-hmm. the little girl that, you know, survived cancer. And they're just awesome stories um they move you when you watch the videos or you know listen to their i got to listen to obviously the full interviews mm-hmm. um it's incredible and it's it's it really keeps you going through some of the stuff about healthcare that can be slow moving right and really detail oriented and there's red tape and um but the thing that keeps you going is the mission and at priority health our mission um it's to improve the health and lives of the communities we serve. Like, what what cooler mission than that? You know, you can talk about a million different um, companies' missions, but I think ours is great because it, at the end of the day, it's about human lives. And our president, she's really inspiring. Her name is Joan Budden, and every time she speaks, and I work a lot on um, some of her speeches, I actually help craft some of those and okay. help her out there. But she always tweaks them because she really likes to go back to the mission all the time and she talks mm-hmm. about you know your health impacts everything you do yeah think it about does. it you wake up in the morning you're not healthy it impacts your day it It'll impacts mess everything week. out right right <laughs> so um that I just always bring it back to the mission when things are stressful or or it, or it seems like things aren't moving along fast enough in PR right we're we're go-getters we like to get stuff done we like yeah. to make deadlines and sometimes you have to pause and um make sure you're doing the right thing but what keeps me going is the mission and that always has been the case for for my jobs I've been very lucky that way so what's a day in the life at Priority Health for what you're doing yeah that's so funny because um every day and every week is different and Mm -hmm. it's always changing um my team we are we're the content gurus. We're the content crew. We've got lots of nicknames, um, and everyone says, "Oh, well, you, well, you probably, get, you probably just work on like your social media, maybe some ad copy." We touch a lot of content, and we love all of it. So, in a typical day, um, my team and I might work on a video script, a webinar script. We could work on social media copy, which is short and sweet, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's an ad campaign. We could work on key messaging, speeches, talking points, 
Um, if you've studied it in your classes, we've probably worked on it within the last couple of weeks. So we work on a variety of content. And then that's just the tactics, right? But part of my job is the planning, right? So editorial calendars go mm-hmm. or um, I absolutely love spreadsheets. <laughs> We've gotten a little more savvy with things now. We use a tool called Monday.com. That's I've like a seen massive, commercials for that. It's awesome. It's wonderful. It's if you've used Trello or something similar. Um, so I'm in the all day long planning. We have a digital magazine. I manage that content calendar manage our social content calendar and then plan so we've got a lot of campaigns in the market at all times um we have a lot of different audiences Mm -hmm. on the health insurance side so there's the obvious ones like our members and um employers we might work with to offer health services for their employees but there's also providers our members executives Mm -hmm. the community we do a lot of sponsorships so part of my day might be working on a sponsorship intro for a video um, we work with the Lions and the Red Wings, so there's sports element, and we just, we touch so much content in a day, and we love all of it. Um, I will say, I always remind people, because they call us, like, the word nerds, or the wordsmiths, right? That's fine. We yeah. love words, but the best teams, I think, have really great collaboration with creative, so we work really closely with our creative department, our graphic designers, and our mm-hmm. creative director, um, because the best content is all about collaboration. Right. So just for an example, um, this week we were asked to brainstorm some taglines for our brand. That's huge, like a new tagline for your brand. That's big stuff, right? And what we did was we went into what we call like a war room for a couple hours. A war room. And we just, yeah, we just, <laughs> you could have snacks, but really like we were there to throw any and all ideas out there. No idea is a bad idea, right? No judgment and healthy mm-hmm. brainstorming. Um, we came up with like 35 different concepts and narrowed those down to 10 today. So, and what we came up with, we each came with ideas, each one of my team members. It all got better the minute we got in that room together. And awesome. So, I think I try to constantly remind people yes, you can have a great video script with the perfect words. But when you get to the visuals in shooting, if that doesn't come together, mm-hmm. it's not going to be great content. So we collaborate. A lot of people say, oh, as writers, you probably get to work from home a lot. I think they picture us in our pajamas like, with a cat <laughs> laying on our feet. But the best content comes from collaboration. So we find ourselves, I mean, sometimes if we're on a hot deadline and we need to just crank something out, by all means, we have the flexibility to work from home or work from a coffee shop. But our favorite days as a team is when we do stuff like come up with 10 amazing options mm-hmm. and we're passing that on to executives to choose their favorite one. Yeah. So cool. It's words, right? And eventually you'll see that in creative. Um, we are very lucky. We have a cool job. <laughs> cool. So you have your design, like graphic people, those are, they're on a separate team? They are, but we're very closely aligned. Okay. Um, So we do something, um, say you want to launch a campaign with a specific objective to a specific audience. Your first step would be to do what we call a job start. Project start, so you pull in all of the players who will help make that come to life. And that's where you get creative at the table. You get Mm -hmm. content at the table. You obviously have the marketing specialist who really works as a project manager and is keeping all of the balls in the air and Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything going. Um, You'd also have like a digital marketing specialist at the table of email or a digital marketing journey was part of it. So it's that collaboration um, that makes campaigns successful. And we've, we've seen it time and time again. The earlier we're all at the table from the beginning, the better it is. Cool, cool. 
So we've kind of talked a little bit about content. Mm -hmm. um, what are your channels for, for producing your, like where do you publish your content? Oh my goodness, in so many different ways. Like I mentioned, on the insurance side, we have so many different audiences. So I didn't even talk about agents who oh. sell our plans. That's a whole other audience. Yeah. And we have certain channels just for them. So we do like agent bulletins and newsletters and direct communications with them. Mm -hmm. Same with providers. Um, for our members, so the B2C, the consumer, um, we have a digital magazine called Think Health. Um, okay. It's one of my, it's my baby, right? So it's <laughs> the baby that I feed every week and I nurture as my team. Yeah. We manage that completely in-house. Okay. Um, it used to be, it was started in partnership with our agency and they helped a lot with it, but we've actually, because I've grown my team in-house, we're able to handle that completely on our own. So that's a robust, I, I, I guess you would call my my role editor-in-chief of that and then I have a team of writers and one of the things that's so awesome about Priority Health is we have a lot of really passionate people um, who have different roles within the company for example we have health coaches who work with members to help them achieve whatever health goals they have mm -hmm. I have a health coach who writes for me once a month with a byline oh, cool. um, same thing with our director of we call it well-being well-being is more than wellness wellness is your typical like things that you think of like losing weight and eating healthy well-being goes beyond that so emotional mm -hmm. financial spiritual all of these things you need to be yeah well as a whole person um the, our director for that program writes about well-being in the workplace so what companies can do oh that's awesome um to make their workplaces better right because that's what all of you young folks you want to go work somewhere where yeah. you have work-life balance and you have mm -hmm. you know I don't know, nap time yeah, during the day or whatever it may be. <laughs> Free time. Um, right, green spaces yeah. in your company. And so she focuses on that. And then, so what we will, and we have a, diet, a registered dietitian who writes for us on nutritional topics. Mm -hmm. So, for example, this month she worked on, she, um, it's National Nut Day coming up. Oh. She's going to break down nut butters. So, all these different, like, trendy butters you hear about, like cashew butter and almond butter and what it actually means and and what to know and what's mm -hmm. healthier and what's not. Um, she'll do seasonal stuff for us, like, you know, tailgating. Can you make it healthier, right? So we have her on our team. So I feel like I have, it's almost like running a magazine, right? Like you have your different sections. Yeah. Um, and our team is really, really, I would say we spend a lot of our time on Think Health because it's that longer form content. Um, articles with graphics and videos and um, it's all digital mm -hmm. we don't print it um, but we also work on you know we have other channels we have our obviously our traditional social media media channels Facebook LinkedIn is big in insurance because of that b2b element mm -hmm. um, we have your traditional print stuff we everyone's like oh print print's dead not mm -hmm. really I mean our Medicare audience it's still very important to them they're right? 65 plus they like the print they want their booklet they want to see yep. it um, so we do a lot of email. Um, I mean, you name it. We it's a channel that we're that we're working on. Even things like internal communications is very important. We have over twelve hundred employees just on our campus um, in Grand Rapids. We have a campus in um, Detroit and then Traverse City in Holland. Okay. So keeping our own employees that's a key audience for mm -hmm. us. And there's a variety of channels there. We have the intranet and newsletter. Um, you name a channel, we're probably Cool. It. <laughs> it's do a lot you, of content. Do you collaborate with your CEO to make sure that you're consistent with 
kind of her goals and absolutely yep um, our president and CEO Joan is amazing she has key corporate initiatives it's so funny because at our recent all staff meeting um, every single per employee that attended which is pretty much everyone unless you happen to be off that day <laughs> um, we go off site we get together and she updates us on how we're doing against our corporate initiatives every single person walked out with a desk card with what those are um, and the messages, everything you do needs to ladder up to these. So all of our marketing and communications plans, the goal is that they ladder up to those corporate objectives. Okay. It's in every presentation. So when you're pitching your campaign idea, that question will come from leadership. How does this ladder up to mm -hmm. our corporate objectives? And you should have that answer. Otherwise, you're not on you're the same page. Right, you're not on the same page. You're spinning wheels. You probably don't need to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say we're really good at that. And um, and the reason for that desk card, and you think like, oh, do we really have to print that? She wants that top of mind of every single employee, mm -hmm. no matter what your role is, um, whether you're customer service or you're a health coach working with members or you're in marketing and PR working on plans. She wants everything to ladder up to that. Yeah. And that's why I think Priority Health is so successful. I mean, 30 plus years and the growth that we have, we're actually over a million members served wow. every year. So wow. that's incredible. And growing still? Oh, or? yes. Awesome. And growing. We're the second largest health insurance company in Michigan. Our biggest competitor, I won't name them, <laughs> <laughs> um, has been around forever. But, yeah, we're, we're like, um, I don't know, we're just, the, we're green, they're blue, and we say go green, which is hard because at Grand Valley it was go blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Do you have any advice for any PR or communication yes. students that want to go into the health field? I have so much advice um, that I made a few notes, so I want to make sure I cover all of these. Okay. Because I think this is like, this is the reason why you listen to this, right? Yes, definitely. Um, the first is to network everywhere. I think that's so important. It's something that, you know, I knew I wanted to get in healthcare. I wasn't going to just walk into a role without some experience. Um, and so networking was really important to me. Um, I did things like I was a member of WMPRSA, which is uh, the larger organization of PRSSA, mm -hmm. right? Um, and was really involved in that. When they asked me to join the board, I said, yes. Is it extra work? Yes. Am I glad I did it? Absolutely. It got me connected with so many different people in the community. Um, and networking doesn't have to be just through professional organizations. Um, I, every single time... A student reaches out to me and asks if I can meet for coffee for 20 minutes. I almost mm -hmm. always say yes, unless my schedule is just insane. Um, I really appreciate that. I think that that one-on-one -on -one networking is important. Um, so that is my first thing, especially as you're getting close to graduation and you don't know quite what you want to do. Ask people what they do, right? Yeah. Like reach out to them and see. Um, you would be surprised what can come out of those. Sometimes it's an internship opportunity. Sometimes it's, you know, let me introduce you to someone else who I think, you know, yeah. can help you. So that's one. And then um, if you want to work in healthcare, I would say you need to be a patient person. It can move slow. There's some regulation <laughs> around, like, patient privacy. Yeah. Um, but be patient because usually with, with a little bit of, I would say, patience and diligence, you can you can move make the movements that you need to make, and it's really impactful, like changing lives, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then this is important. Find a mentor and then also be a mentor. So not just what can, you, what can the world do for me, but 
even as soon as you first graduate, you're ready to be a mentor to that next, Mm -hmm. you know, class that's graduating. Um, I think you learn just as much from teaching as you do from being taught. Yeah. Um, But for me, I've had a mentor throughout my whole career. I still meet with her. I still go to her. Um, I she's not in my company right so she's that sounding board that's neutral yeah fresh set of ears um when I'm asking her you know I think I want to do this and um I've known her for over a decade and it's just been amazing and so I try to do that to pay it forward so I have a couple of younger I would say professionals that I'm mentoring awesome um and then don't this is so important I wrote this down don't get sucked into chaos um I think and this is not just healthcare. I would say it's probably the corporate world. There's this, um, I don't know, there's this misconception that if you look busy, you're important. Um, I don't, I think that what we learn in school, right, is to have like a plan and an objective, and then your tactics flow from there. What you'll see sometimes in the real world is that people still, especially if they're not marketing or PR experts, will jump right to tactics because yep. that's the fun, right? Mm-hmm. That's the the stuff that you can see action on I think um ask from the very beginning don't be afraid to stand up if you're like why are we doing this why what's the point where does what is the purpose yes what is your objective what how are you going to measure success I Mm -hmm. ask that question a lot um if you don't know that you probably shouldn't already be at the tactic stage um we always say on my team where's the brief Mm -hmm. so that means where's the creative brief because a creative brief ask those questions and you have to answer those before you go down the path so I would say just that strategic thinking um even if you're the youngest person the newest person in the room don't be afraid to say um is there a creative brief for this or is there a plan for this because I'm not understanding the why behind this yeah. so I had a great boss who would cut meetings down just he would stop and say what are you trying to accomplish and sometimes people couldn't answer that and he would say, then why are we why are we jumping into this? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we're ready yet. So it's okay to pause, um, even in chaos. And then um, I say write, write, and write some more and be open to editing and feedback. I think, I mean, obviously that's what my team does and we specialize in, but in any role in PR, you're going to have to do some writing. So even if it's not your favorite and that's your not your comfortable zone, do it because you're going to have to whether that's a report or a presentation or just a, a cover letter for a job, right? You're going to have to do some writing. Right. And if you're not good at it, find someone who is to be your friend <laughs> because they will help you. They will help you edit and they will help you write. Um, and then the last thing I had was never stop learning. And I don't, you know, we were talking before we started recording. I don't think that means you have to go to grad school, right? Like, not, that's not for everybody. I loved it. I, mm-hmm. I recognize that it's not for everyone. Um, I think never stop learning can mean maybe you're more of a, I'm going to do like, I'm going to commit to do a webinar every month with um, one of the ones that I, I try not to miss is Content Marketing Institute. They do some really great ones. Mm-hmm. It's an hour of my time. I usually eat while I do it. So it's like a lunch and <laughs> learn, right, yeah. for myself. Um, it's the time I put my headphones on. It's like my me time, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever you need to do to keep learning, it might be go to a conference. It might be, you know, participate in PRSA um, monthly workshops. It It doesn't necessarily mean you have to go back to school because you're all, you know, trying to finish school and thinking of the days when you don't have class um if you love it though don't stop get your master's degree right like keep going and there's nothing wrong with that I I don't think 
you know, a lot of my employees will ask me, Lindsay, do you think I should go back and get my master's? I'm always going to say yes, um, unless, you know, they think it's going to lead to, like, they're trying to check a box up. If you're going to get your master's, I think you really need to be invested in it. It's a lot, you know, it's a lot of work, right? It's harder. And um, I had an amazing experience with it. What I loved about it is a lot of the folks in my program um, were working at the time, so we were bringing real-world experience into the classes and mm -hmm. solving problems together and at the same time learning. So just never stop learning whatever that looks like. Um, you want to learn another language? Do it. Like, yeah, get you an speak app. Spanish. It's free, right? Yeah. Yes, I have a coworker who um, she... Um, at my previous job, she speaks um, Portuguese. She's from Brazil, so that's her native language. Obviously, learn English um, and then speak Spanish and decide she just wanted to learn Italian. Wow. So in her free time while she was traveling, just using an app and, um, and, and with Never Stop Learning, that can mean traveling, too. I think you learn a lot when you travel. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. Awesome. Treat each day like an adventure. And, yeah, there's a... I think if you're someone who's interested in mission, if mission really drives you, um, healthcare can be a great place for you. Cool. Well, thank you. Thanks for speaking with me today. I think there are a lot of people that are studying healthcare communications mm -hmm. or that are in PR that want to go into the healthcare realm. So I think they'll really enjoy listening to this. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. And um, I'm a Laker for life. So <laughs> glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA. And check out the show notes for this episode on GVPRSSA.com.